Well, hello everybody. Welcome to episode 231. It's 231. It's the ENS Wolves Podcast. It's almost as popular as a pair of Jose Sarr gloves at Brighton. Um, a few people get that. A few people. Not many, but a few. Uh, Liam Keane, delighted to be joined by. I mean, look, missing an action on uh, at Brighton on, on the old Thursday night, but you're back, you're back. I am, and the first port of call is, I believe you owe me an apology. Oh, God, here we go. Oh, was it Wednesday night? It was Wednesday night. Well, it was Thursday by the time we finished. Some of us work until Thursday morning at two o'clock. Well, how can I, in God's name, owe you an apology? Well, um, you know, the nice little two-shot vid you did with our, you know, you know, favourite of only, you know, Wolves fans and, and uh, Ines Collins alike, Joe Edwards. He's a, he's a top bloke. Oh, um, Mr. Joe. Well, it, was just, yeah. it was just a refreshing change, mate. It yeah, was a no, refreshing there, change. there might have been a little comment at the end. Um, oh. just, a, no, just a throwaway line, if you will. Um, <laughs> That's all for you, mate. About someone. I, I, God knows who he's talking about. It can't <laughs> be me. Someone being five foot seven. Um now seven of football heaven. I could have been talking <laughs> about Jean Moutinho. <laughs> Look, I'm five eleven. Just put it out there. Just put it out there. Okay. If people ask, I'd say six foot. But with you on for the podcast peeps, I'm going to be honest. It's like five eleven and a quarter and a half, maybe. You know? For me, anyone who says they're five eleven means really the five nine. Well, I mean, we, you can. I was about to say you can measure it if you want, but that sounds a bit. <laughs> no, it doesn't sound great. That doesn't sound great. It's not a late night podcast, mate. This, come on, we're 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 eleven eleven twenty a.m. on a on a Friday morning. Keep it PG, please. Sorry. Uh, look, I don't I don't appreciate any. You know, it's the you know it's the sly subtle little digs that you know I might not have seen it had I not been you know made aware of it. Uh, doing your research, you were for this for this video. Uh, oh, that as well. No, 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 I've been I've been on the booze, mate. Um. <laughs> well, where, where in the blue hell were you on a, on Wednesday night? I'm stuck in traffic. Took me five and a half hours to get there. Spears is it took him nearly six hours to get there. Edwards took him five hours to get there. We're on M25. We're on diversions. We're on country roads. We're in fog. We're in mist. We're in hail. We're, in, we're we're through accidents. And you're putting your feet up in some sort of hotel spa with the missus. Is that right? <laughs> not not quite right. I had a little day out in uh, in Birmingham, and that, and you know as I. A day well, out in Birmingham. Well, no, we went to like you know a little show that she booked, and we you know had a bunch of some drinks, what show and some was food, this? and stuff. Some sort of cabaret, maybe a bit of burlesque. No, it was a lunch on a on a on a Wednesday afternoon. It was a uh, do you know you might not you know what not I don't know I don't know if you're into your comedy. Uh, Chris Ramsey, the Geordie comedian. Yes, I have. I am he's, aware. He's been on TV a fair bit. Yeah. Doesn't he do a he does a podcast with his wife? Does yes, it? Is that the that's guy? the one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was like a live version of that podcast, basically. Ah, oh, see, um, I've heard I've heard mixed reviews about the live version of the podcast. Yeah, I um, yeah, I'll say it was very good. There was a couple little bits that I was a bit like, mm, it's a bit, it's a little bit cringy. But um, there's only would... one decent live podcast around these parts. Right, <laughs> Too right. It's been, it's been done a few times, and maybe, <laughs> maybe once in the future, you never ever know. But uh, but no no, we, you know we had a nice little day. We went and saw the new Spider-Man film. Oh, good. Don't without any spoilers, please. I will not yet. promise I won't spoil it because I would be terribly annoyed and you know it was the day it came out when I saw it so I was obviously very excited for it yeah um, sat in a nice little comedy friendly cinema yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was the, exactly where I want to be uh, it, when, when one of the biggest uh, summer blockbusters comes out in, a, in, a, in an indoor indoor theatre with uh, 250 other people watching it coughing away great through my it, was the, it was the Odeon on New Street in Birmingham oh, which I tell you oh, now is a rough cinema I bet there were um, some interesting characters in there but the film was brilliant banging 
really, really good. Say. Really, really good. So yeah, definitely go on. So you know, what? I had a nice day out. I had some drinks, some food, a nice day out. I was on the in this uh, utility arena in Birmingham checking my uh, my phone for the the updates on the on the score and everything. Um, no, it's uh, you know I don't like to miss a game. But when I miss a game for a stadium I've already been to and missing out on a you know a five-hour one-way journey, I'm not complaining too much. Wow, I mean that was Joe Edwards was tucking into his chicken and chips for a local kebab <laughs> shop at two a.m. in in Jury's in reception. To be fair, and uh, he he did he did well. It was it was good to see him back. Well, I mean I thought it was something more special than just going to see a comedy show in Birmingham. Otherwise, I would have I would have took you with me. You know, well, you've, you've moved in with the missus now. It's been um, it's been a, a, a crazy year for the Keane family. Uh, you're, not, you're now embedded as, as as new Wolverhampton Wanderers reporter. The peeps know you. You're getting stopped in London. Um, you know, the, the fame and and fortune has followed you. I would have thought. I thought for me, you know, with the amount of holidays that you've taken recently and you've gone away and you, you've you've gone here, there, and everywhere, that that it would have been the old Keane on one knee would be the next step. But apparently not. Apparently not for her, for the missus. So maybe she's been expecting it, and you just haven't delivered yet. Yeah, you're not going to be able to force that kind of pressure on me. I'm afraid. It's a nice try. Uh, I mean, Joe Edwards was married when he was 13. He had a kid when he was nine. <laughs> so yeah, with that well, beard, you're, you're, you're way behind the anyway. eight ball, mate. Uh, look, yeah, yeah, it's uh, all, in, all in good time. Um, you, say, you say, you know, I thought it'd be something a bit bigger than that. Look, we bought this way before. The, I said this. We bought this in May. And I bought yeah. the holiday off in May. Yeah. So, I, mean, you know, I, saw, I saw the Expedia travel voucher for November 29th, yeah, 2021. But yeah, you can say May, that's fine. Yeah, whatever. Look, it was, uh, you know, it, was a ni- it was a nice day. It well, was let's move. Let, let's... I'm glad, I'm glad. And the most important thing, Liam, is that we got a win. Um, Two, right? We'll talk, you can talk a little bit. I mean, obviously we're at Man City. And we, it's a while ago now. So we won't discuss it too much. But obviously there were implications of that game. More... Actually, as it stands now, Raul Jimenez getting sent off, which could have cost Wolves, and probably did, probably had a, had a lot of. Um, well, it cost Wolves on the day, I guess. You know, you'll never know whether Wolves would have got a draw or not. But you know, a ridiculous sending off. But in the long term situation, when you look at things, you look at the way that the the, the busy Christmas schedule at this moment in time, in inverted commas for Wolves, um, that, that's going on. Raul Jimenez has had basically a half of football at Man City, a full week, no, not playing at Brighton. They've got the three points and he can be refreshed for Sunday now. It actually worked out all right. In, yeah, in hindsight, it worked out quite nicely. I think you, you were you know, correct after that game, saying, after the City game, that is, that you know you want him to be there for Brighton and not for Chelsea, probably, mm. you know, looking at it. But in hindsight, you know, they've got the three points. They, um, they, they got an important three points as well. And maybe, um, he did, maybe he did need a break. Maybe that was... You know, we've seen we've seen glimpses of the old Raul this season, but it was always going to be a, a transitional season for him, I think. And and maybe that maybe the little break, a little mini break, will have will have done him good. He'll get a reset again over the winter break as well. Whether that happens or not now with reschedules, I'm I'm not too sure. But at the same time, that might just be just taking a week out of the limelight and just you know reflecting and and getting his strength and getting his fitness back. Might be might be just the perfect tonic going into Christmas and New Year. I hope so, and also I think he should be hungry for this Sunday game to the right the wrongs of the City red card because he looked terribly embarrassed, didn't he, coming off the mm. field, yeah. um, and rightly so, to be honest. Um, Absolutely, you know, playing up to the the City crowd a little bit. I think he sort of didn't really know what to do with himself as he 
sort of slowly trudged off after a yeah. lot of complaining with the referee. But um, he he should be ready and raring to go to right the wrongs um, of that. And hopefully, as you say, a little bit of a rest will do him good. You know, he's been a, away with Mexico plenty of times in the last few months. He's had a busy schedule, a lot of travelling. Um, he obviously plays every game and virtually plays 90 minutes every game for obvious reasons. So um, hopefully... Wolves have got away with it in some way and he well more actually accurately he's got away with it in some way the Wolves have got away there and won at Brighton um, and he's back in and you'd, you'd expect him to start against Chelsea you'd be, you'd be shocked if he doesn't um, although you know I'd have said the same about Troy at, uh, at Brighton and, uh, and look what happened there Yeah I mean look with, with Huang injured now as well going forward it's, it's almost a, he'd be starting he'd be starting regardless but uh, yeah we're all shocked when he saw the team news and saw Troy on the bench I mean Look, it kind of worked itself out in the end. Um, although, unfortunately, like I say, at the expense of Huang, it didn't. It didn't look good. It was a. Like, I, I was stunned, really stunned that he wasn't. He wasn't starting. I think that he gets a lot of bad cop. Traore sometimes warranted, a lot of the time not. But regardless of the fact of whether you like him or you don't like him, he'd been Wolves' best attacker um, for the last two or three or four weeks. You know, so you know, forward anyway. I thought he. I was kind of amused that he got taken off at Man City as early as he did when you're chasing the game, and then again to to leave himself on on the bench and, and other players to play ahead of him is it was. I was stunned to be honest. There was a genuine conversation I think on the which I tweeted at the time of, of whether they were going to bring Fabio on or or Traore. To be honest, I decided both. Honestly, I would do, and we'll come on to Fabio Silva in a, in a little bit. But. Um, Look, it all worked out okay. A horrible first half against a half-strength Brighton. I think there were about five first, five or six first-teamers in there who would normally be playing and probably the, the rest of the five would find themselves on the bench. But it definitely wasn't like an under-23 squad or, or, or a team that Everton played and, and, and incredibly got a point against Chelsea last night. This was a this was a decent outfit, but they were, they got battered first half. They were poor Wolves. They really were. And you could only see one result until, until a stunning Neves ball and, and, and an incredible... Uh, Moroccan Maldini finish, uh, as as Bruno eloquently put it, uh, full time, and then they were they were excellent second half. They really were and should and or could and should have won by a lot more. In the end, Liam and I'm sure you watched the game back and watched the highlights and and, and seen the coverage. That that that's a very important result in the middle of a very difficult run of games. Massively, hundred um, percent. You know, I think Wolves were hard done by. Um, in many ways against Liverpool and City, but ultimately two losses. You have to take them on face value. And you look at, even before this run of fixtures, we were looking at Brighton and Watford. Obviously, Watford is on Boxing Day. Um, as the two fixtures that Wolves probably want to get maximum points in, considering they may potentially lose against all the other teams um, up until early January. I mean, you'd hope that maybe, you know, Chelsea, Arsenal, United currently can get a result. But if you take it as as a loss, just hypothetically, you want to get maximum points from those two. So to get it with the first one uh, is a good start, uh, particularly after those two, as I, as I said. And, and and you're right, I mean, you know, you look at Triori and the, and the chances. First half, they were poor, um, as you rightly say. But I think, and I twist the positive out of it, that... Um, the good signs are they're starting to create a few more chances again, um, because you know, you know the negative is they're not scoring them, of course, but they're having the opportunities. Chora on another day would have had two assists if Pedence and Trincao finished those two opportunities, which they should have done, um, and it could have been three, four, five nil 
uh, to Wolves. So, um, you know, there are plenty of positives to take. I think Wolves are playing well, but more importantly, they're defending very, very well. Um, and I think that is, that's going to be key, particularly against uh, a Chelsea side, which we'll come on to, despite, you know, they've got a few COVID issues. Um, but they needed that that victory within the results, as you rightly say, because of the fixtures they've got are, are very difficult. We were aware of this at the beginning of the season, that it was going to be a difficult month. Um, so to get a win against Brighton, which I think it's fair to say probably would have been a banana skin, you know, in the years gone by. Um, Wolves have tended to do better against the, the so-called top top team, sorry, um, in recent years and, and gone away to Brighton and, and not done particularly well. I was there for the, the 3-1, uh, they were winning 3-1 rather, beginning of this year, last season, and then they drew 3-3 with a terrible second half. Um, you know, it's never easy. In Brighton, have, you know, they've not been winning many games recently, but I think they've played some pretty decent football. They're pretty solid at the back, albeit they've had COVID issues, and they're difficult to break down. Um, so to go there and get three points is... Uh, is massive, and you've got to look at, you know, imagine if they can take a bit of momentum into Chelsea, get a result, go then into the Boxing Day game against Watford. If you can get three good results in a row here, you go into Arsenal and United with a bit of more renewed confidence, a better standing position in the league. And oh, I never want to go into a game to say, you know, you can afford to lose it, but in some ways they they can, they can go there and you know and and, uh, and try and play their game. Is is Romain Sace the most underrated player at Wolverhampton Wanderers? He's probably up there. I mean, look, you've got you've got obviously Max Kilman's got all the credit, and, and, and quite rightly this season he's been absolutely superb. You've got you've got Connor Cody who's who's been brilliant, especially in this last month or so, last six weeks, playing out of his skin some of the best football of his career for me. And 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 yet Saiz, who's who's kept his place, and, and look, I think I think from from that point of view, I think that's it's almost rewarding Wolves for, for and Bruno for keeping faith with him because a lot of people would have thought, okay, well, when Willie Bolly's fit, then then Bolly comes back into the side. But it's great for Sice as well that he knows he's playing well. They've got this, they've got this understanding in the back three, and and look, they're keeping him out. And I, th- I think he feels relaxed. He feels good. He's one of the longest. I think it's the second longest serving player at Wolves behind Cody. And the fact of the matter is, is that he's been, you know, central midfield to start off with. Now he's gone to the back and then he's in, then he's out. Then, you know, you're probably thinking at the start of this season, if you name your strongest Wolves side, then he would be on the bench and a useful substitute. Uh, and, and he's fair play. He's, he's nailed his spot down and you can't see him losing it because his performances are very, very consistent. He's made some excellent um, defensive contributions. He's not giving the ball away rashly like he has been in the, in the future. He's thinking about um, the way that he plays. And like you say, at the other end, I mean, he had one. He could have had a second as well. It's really encouraging and, and fair play to him. Yeah, I, I think it's important to note you mentioned about you know Bruno being rewarded for, for sticking with him. Um, I think it's important to note, and this isn't a knock on size, but uh, Bruno's not really had much of a choice because I think it's fair to say Willie Bolly's not been not been right all season. Um, hamstring originally, then the illness, then this other muscular problem it's been described as. Um, he's not been 100%, and Bruno said that as much um, all well, season. there were six really. or seven games where he's been on the bench, Willie Bolly, where he could have come back into the side. Uh, even even those games, uh, from what Bruno's been telling us, he's not Bolly's not really been ready to play, or at least start. He's been he's been struggling really. Um, but I don't want to deflect and take the the credit away from Sice because. I've been critical of previous performances. I'll, I can mention it again, but I think the Watford away game, I don't know, a while ago now, but I thought he was poor. I thought around that time, Brentford was around that time as well, there was a couple of the performances that he really struggled in. Um, 
But and I've done this in the last, I think, probably month, maybe month and a half, um, of giving him his, his due, really, that I think he's been very consistent, I think is the word for it. He's either kind of player like a Kilman recently, well, i say recently, this season, who has arguably been eights, nines out of tens most weeks. Um, has he been that level? I'm not quite sure. I don't think he's been exceptional in every single week. Has he been a solid 7 out of 10 most weeks? And particularly, I say, in this last month and a half, yes, he has. Um, and every team needs a player like that. I think Wolves have got a few of them. Um, he's he's very industrious, isn't he? Uh, very consistent. And I think he's been I think he's been great. Really do. I, I give him his praise. Because he, he has a rick in him, doesn't he? He has a mistake in him that he that we've seen at previous parts in this season, only previous seasons. But I think over this last month and a half, maybe you could stretch it to two months, that I think he's been... Um, he's sort of ground that out of his game slightly. Um, as, as you say, he looks very comfortable, looks very assured. His link was linked up with Aitnori well, obviously. Marcel then came in against Brighton um, after Aitnori's injury in the warm-up. But, um, yeah, it's... Uh, I think all three of them at the back, as you rightly say, deserve a lot of credit. Cody has been... His, I think he's been superb the last month, maybe a month and a half or so. Kilman all season has been brilliant. So, yeah, the back three... They they pit themselves at the moment, um, mainly because they haven't got many choices to change it, but also mainly because they've been brilliant. Yeah, and you say you know seven out of ten for size. Look, one person I did pick out on Wednesday night, or I thought I had one of his best games in a Wolves shirt was was Nelson Semedo. Was was excellent and and really worked hard for his team defensively. Okay, gave the ball away a couple of times, but I think on the whole he he was very good. His movement was good. Liam, if you'd seen him. On Wednesday night, you would have at least given him a six out of ten this week. Oh, good banter! You'd have uh, at least given him a six. I'm, 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 you know, it's a shame I missed it because he has got that. You know, we we look at the the West Ham performance, um, at the one 0 win at home uh, a few weeks back. Uh, he was one of the best players on the pitch, I thought that day, um, alongside you know Neves in midfield, who was, who was wonderful. I think I gave him an eight for that performance. Um, was excellent. I'm glad to see or glad to hear that he that he did the same again. Um, against Brighton, I obviously saw the the penalty shout that he created, and that's the compositions he wanted him to get in at the at the other end. Defensively, I think he's actually been better this season um, than in previous years. It's just not quite offering enough going forward on the whole, but he seems to have uh, you know have got it all together against um, against Brighton, and he, he does have that in his game. I just don't think it's quite consistent enough at the moment. So if he can replicate that more often than not, I think it'd be you know a great asset towards. I've seen your Word document on match day, and you have you, you want to one to eleven of players all written down there, ready to to put your uh, put your description, your mark out of ten. You just and all you have is the players' names, but next to Samedi you have a five for some reason. I don't understand that, but um, yeah. anyway, yeah, yeah, I've got a two next to you for dead banter. <laughs> uh, look, I thought Traore was very good going forward, and and kind of turned. A little bit of a different role, and, and, and one way he, he, he was very much more central, I think, in, in positions throughout the game, and had a couple of lovely runs where he just put on a plate beautiful balls in that second half. One for, for Daniel Pedence and, and another one for, for Trincao. Look, Pedence, I thought, had a decent first half and maybe faded away second half a little bit, but was useful. On the other side of things, Francisco Trincao continues to flatter to deceive for me he really does I don't get it I don't get how he got the nod over Trio to start with um, for me he's he's kind of anonymous in the game especially that first half I, I didn't see him touch the ball hardly I mean I spoke to I turned to some of the Wolves lads and um, and and 
and, and Tim and, and, and spoke to Joe and hardly saw him in that first half at all. The second half, he misses a great chance where, you know, he's, he's basically one-on-one with the keeper and just hits it straight at Sanchez, kind of more of a dribble than anything. And and then taken off in the, in the second half. He's struggling for me. And I think the worrying thing from my point of view is that I haven't seen anything really, apart from the odd glimpse here and there, which you'd expect from a guy who's come from Barcelona, where you think, OK, well, he's got a bit of footballing ability. That was a nice move, or he should have shot there, or you know, he should have scored there. He's had a couple of guilt-edge chances, or three or four guilt-edge chances, where I think the best that, have, that, that he's, he's produced has been a smashed off the crossbar. Um, I, I, I don't see it. And, and to be honest, I think with Huang out now, he's kind of a lucky boy, because whether he plays on Sunday or not, he's... Um, he wouldn't be he wouldn't be anywhere near the starting lineup for me at this moment in time. I'd have to agree. Um, you know, Bruno. There's a story um, on the website and, and in today's paper about Bruno. Uh, you know, saying about Trincao needs to needs time to adapt. He's still adapting as it, as it, as we speak, and, and you know that's natural. It's going to happen. You'd have hoped by December it would have clicked more than it has um, because I don't think he's anywhere near it at the moment. Um, I think when you when you look at the top player he is and you put him into the start of eleven, and you put him in against certain teams. I think it's obvious what Bruno is trying to get out of him. Um, it's obvious what he offers when he is on it, uh, because I think we've seen, as you say, the glimpses uh, and the style of player that he is. But it, he's just not offering it, um, and that's the problem. Uh, you know, Bruno hasn't got loads and loads of options, so he has to try and mix the team up at some point. Uh, I, I, you know, I agree with you that Traore should have started, but um, does he just hope that it's going to? Just click for him. Are we going to sit here, you know, in a few weeks' time, or maybe even a few months' time, and say, right, it's finally clicked? He's going to have one game where he's going to be magnificent. He's going I to can't score, see he's going it. Assist. Is it just going to happen? What? I can't you, see it. I'm just going I'm, to say I can't see it. I, I'm, not, I, I, I'm not sure I can either. But is that what we're hoping for? Is that what we're waiting for? There's only so long you can you can wait as well, isn't there? Because he he's on loan. There's an option to buy him, of course. Um, but it's just not quite clicking at the moment. It just it's just. I just don't think you know he's still a young lad as well. You got to remember that you know he, he looks and probably acts a lot older, than, a lot older sorry than he actually is. But you have to remember he's still a very young lad still. Um, I don't think he does to be honest, Liam. I mean I've heard a few murmurs around that he's you know he's not the greatest around the training ground for, for some people. And for me, you know you look at someone like Pedro Neto, who is bright, who is fun, who is rambunctious, who is full of life and and wants to get involved. Um, all the time and I think he's got, got a great bit of fire around him and, and about him and, and, and a very likeable chap I, I don't see it in Trincao um, they're very different characters as obvious I, I, yeah. I don't see the work rate um, and I don't see the kind of the kind of want maybe he's, maybe he's, he's frustrated himself I, I don't know but I th- just his just his demeanour his posture the way that he carries himself on the pitch not doing anything for me and I want to be proved wrong I do want to be proved wrong but at this moment in time for me if, if you're marking and look if you're Dan Byrne or if you're anyone out you know a Brighton defender and you see Francisco Trincao in that starting lineup, you're rubbing your hands together compared to someone like Adama Troy. that's what I'm trying to get at mm. um, I would have rather started Fabio Silva up front uh, for someone who can make the runs who are desperately looking for a central striker for me in that game and then having having Huang and and, and Traore either side of him. Look, Jimenez is going to come back into that side now. But for me, it would be absolutely 100%. It would be Jimenez 
Traore and Pedence against Chelsea and uh, and, and have Trincao on the bench. It looks like Bruno's given him a, a plenty of opportunity to play him. And whether that's because there's an agreement between Barcelona and Wolves with how many games he should play or not, I'm not too sure. I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm just speculating. But at the same time, you've got to start producing on the pitch because, you know... End of the day, Wolves have got to have got to win games. You want them to win games. Wolves are eighth in the table now. Like if they can get through this December, and they're still in that top half with some games to come, and with the likes of Pedro Neto coming back and a few others, and you'll have Juan coming back in maybe three weeks a month, depending on how you know how severe that 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 leg injury is. Then you know there's no reason whatsoever why. I mean, this is outside the top six. This is a bang average division where you can put a run together. And you can be finishing in around 7th, 8th or 9th. And I know we've discussed that, that Wolves might finish top of the bottom half, maybe 12th, 13th, 11th. But goodness me, you know, with a, a decent January, uh, maybe a couple of additions, there's no reason whatsoever why Wolves can't go on and maybe give themselves a chance of, of an unlikely European spot or a conference league you know, spot you know, come, come March, April time if they're in the mix. I, I totally agree, but you, you've got to have... The depth, one for one. Two, you've got to have, I think, you probably want 80%, 85 90% of your players on it. Um, and there's one or two probably that aren't quite there, Trincao being one of them. Um, I, I agree with you. Against Brighton, I'd have, I'd have actually started um, Pedence, uh, Troy and and Silva. I'd have left Wang and, and Trincao both on the bench. Um it's a strange one with, with Trinko, it really is. It's almost difficult to put your your finger on it. For me, I look at it from, from the outside and I think um, it's the pacing of the game. Uh, you know, you get a lot more time in Spanish football on the ball. Um, you also, it's also very different from Portuguese football. You have to remember, he was only in Spanish football for a year at Barcelona before he came to Wolves, coming from Braga. Um, and as a, as a young lad, it's very, very different and very difficult to, to adapt However, by now you'd have liked to have seen him adapt a lot more than he has done, and that's the the biggest concern for me. Looking for the first couple of months, maybe three months at a push, you would have liked to have seen more within that time. But you can understand that him adapting still. I think the fact that he, you know, we're nearing January and it isn't still isn't clicking. That's the that's the concern because um, I don't think any Wolves fans right now would be massively upset. There's no if, hunger there for me, Liam. Him. There's no hunger there. There's no. There's you know he, he's come from Barcelona. He's come from a massive club. Um, you know, are you playing for a contract? Do you want to be here? Do you not want to be here? Was it a deal that he's like, well, okay, well, I can't. I've got no. I've got no other choice really. So you know, I'm told where I'm going to go. And there was some some stories coming out last month. I think that Barcelona wanted him back in January. Is his heart really in it? Because if it's not, he can go back for me. And and you know you can go back in January for me. I, I really you know if they're going to replace him, if they're going to get, whether well, they might not get Morgan Gibbs White back, but if they're going to get someone like that, they're going to sign a couple more signings in in midfield. Then you know for me, if he doesn't want to be here, then he can go back. And maybe I'm being overly harsh, and some people will 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 disagree with that, and that's absolutely fine. But there's end of the day, I want Wolves to win games, and I want I want I want people to be 100 on it. And for me, he's not on it at this moment in time. And for, and and if he's if he's not starting a game, if he's sat on the bench, if he's sulking, if he's not great, then uh, then I think you need to look at it again. Playing devil's advocate, are we clinging on to some hope that it's going to click? Well, maybe. Maybe, are we, are we, I mean, are we I mean, clinging on that it, it might, you know, one day, maybe Sunday, maybe maybe Chelsea, 
just one day it's going to click and you know, he's going to be absolutely... Absolute... for you for two years, mate. And, you know, uh, well, here we, we, go. St- we still go. We still go time and time again. So, yeah, we'll see. We shall see. But for what... what what's the what's the price? 20 million, was it? Rumoured to be 20 million? 25. Yeah. Sorry, mate. Not at this moment in time. Uh, injuries, though. Juan, disappointing. Really disappointing. And they gave him enough time to walk off the pitch, by the way. I mean, wow. Uh, you know... The guy couldn't even move. So, so why it took so long to get a substitute on? I'm not. I'm not too sure. But Huang didn't look great. Um, really, really, really struggled. I think when he was going off that pitch. I don't know if you've got any confirmation of exactly what the injury is. I know we're speaking to Bruno um, in a couple of hours or an hour and a half. So he'll probably confirm the situation. Looked hammy-ish to me, but I might be wrong. It might be knee. It might be thigh related. Um, and, and also. Uh, before the game, Liam, uh, with, with Ryan Aitnori. It was such, such a shame for him because he'd been so good um, at that left wing-back spot. But uh, to be fair to Marcel, he came... That's, that's exactly what you want. He came in last minute and uh, was, was, it wasn't spectacular, but he didn't need him to be spectacular. He, he, was, he was solid enough and provided a good stable base for, for Wolf to go on and win 1-0. Which is, which is great to hear because he, he you know, had a good start to the season, didn't he, Marcel? And came in and had a... A couple of iffy games just before his injury. Um, and eight noise come in, bar one game maybe against Burnley. I think has been very good in every other game. Even the you know, even the games Wolves haven't been good in themselves as a whole against you know, Palace, for example. I thought he was very good. So um, it's a shame for him uh, because he's, uh, I think, a very special talent. I really do. I think he's um, he's come on leaps and bounds defensively in the last year, eighteen months. He going forward, I think is 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 very good anyway. Everyone knows that. Um, so I'm glad to see that he's really taken his, his chance in a wolf shirt. And then he gets this little setback, um, as you say, with both injuries. We're hoping to to hear a bit later today on both of them, um, providing they've, they've they've got an update. Um, and then looking at Huang, it's um, again you don't want to see a player injured, of course not. But it's um, Will a, will a little break doing good? You know, if it is a couple of weeks, I don't know. Uh, he's looked a little burnt out for me in the last few games. Um, I think the last three or four games he's been off it. Uh, Wolves fans haven't been clamouring for him in the last few months, or last few weeks, sorry, uh, because of those performances. But I do think there's a good player in there. I think we've seen that since he signed. Um, and it just hurts the depth overall. And look at the overall picture of the squad to have two more players out. And you'd imagine... They're probably going to be both outs for for Chelsea. As I yeah. say, we'll hopefully wait and see. But um, you'd imagine they will be. Sure. And then you you look at the bench. You could you most likely if they if they are right, you're most likely going to have your you know your Moldens, your Campbells, your Cundles on the bench again um, for Chelsea to make the numbers up. Uh, and that just hurts the the overall picture for Wolves. Uh, let alone the the individual uh, disappointment for the two players. So um, it's going to be a it's going to be a tough month. If they can't keep the players fit and as you say you know, Bolly's only just come back has still been struggling Pedence and Marcelo only just come back from Covid but fortunately you know both started obviously midweek and, uh, and look okay but you've then got the concern about Covid you know if, if Wolves pick up one or two small cases and then they don't it's not enough for a game to be called off whatever the threshold for a game to be called off mm-hmm. is it's, we don't really know um, then you know they're going to be even even shorter so yeah, overall, it's, it's it's just bad news. The individual squad. I think it's fourteen players. I think it's fourteen fit players. I think I believe it is what it is. It's uh, that and three substitutes on the bench. I think it's fourteen. But um, there's um, yeah, hopefully, hopefully that gets that sorted itself out uh, sooner rather than later. And fair play to Wolves and getting their squad all vaccinated and 
it's no coincidence that they're playing and, and, and hopefully fulfilling the fixture on on Sunday as well. Um, someone who will be on the bench, Liam, I was going to say Joe there. Uh, wow. Uh, wow. Wow. Uh, someone who is going to be on the bench, you'd have thought on Sunday, is Fabio Silva. Okay, what's that? One, a 100th minute with no Raul Jimenez, a 100th minute or 99th minute substitute against Brighton, Liam. It's um, he's definitely taken after maybe it's two steps forward, one step back, two steps forward, one step back, as you would expect, I think, last season. Uh, thrown into the limelight way sooner than, than what I think anyone expected, and probably he expected. But I thought did okay, and, and in, a, in a difficult time, I thought he held himself pretty well as an 18-year-old kid in a brand new country in the middle of a pandemic. Um, but he's definitely gone three steps back under Bruno because Bruno doesn't fancy him at all. You can say that. I mean, evident. I think we all knew he probably wasn't going to start on Wednesday night, but when the confirmation of the team came through, um, he's got to be a little bit disillusioned at this moment in time. What do you do with Fabio Silva? You know, we talk about the price tag that we blew in the... In, in the in the face, but end of the day, he's still a, a young young player, uh, someone who was they've spent a hell of a lot of money on. And at this moment in time, from the outside looking in, it's looking it's looking like one of the biggest transfer disasters of, of modern time at Wolverhampton Wanderers. You've got to say that, and and I'm not saying that because I think he's not going to be worth it. Because I think he's 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 a very very good player. Who I think will go on and have a very good career. But at this moment in time, the way that Wolverhampton Wanderers are using him or not using him, you've got to say that it's an absolute mitigated disaster when they're missing out on the likes of Botman, who might be going somewhere else in January because they can't. You know, they're maybe five or six million pounds. You know, in away from from what what um you know what what they wanted. It's um. It's frustrating when you've got this guy who Bruno looks like he he's not fancying at all, um, just sat there and just just almost been a been a been a seat on a on a bench where where Wolves can't really field a, that many that many senior first team players. He's played a little bit of under twenty three his action. What do you do? Do you, do you send him away? Do you, do, you, do you try and look for offers? Not that he's going to be worth anything. Do you, do you stick him out on loan? Can he stick? Can can you afford to take him out on loan because of the lack of you know the lack of a depth of squad at this moment in time. What what do you do, mm. Liam Keane? <laughs> it's uh, it's fair to say he's you know right down in the pecking order, isn't he? Um, you can't. You can't, that's probably the nicest way of putting it. Um, now it's a real almost a catch twenty two for Wolves. You've got to take a lot into account here when it comes to Fabio. The money, of course, they paid for him. The squad depth. You know, it, it's a real difficult situation and. You know, he, he's given off all the right um, vibes, if that's the right word, coming from social media. You know, he's posting regularly, you know, working, saying he's working hard. But then he, he's given off all the right messages from social media. Of course, there's been reports that it's um, there's a little bit of a an, an issue behind the scenes. Um, but you have to imagine that he must be frustrated. Disillusion is probably a good way to, to phrase it. Um, because he wants to play football. And I agree with you. I thought he, he got thrust into the line last season, did... Did fairly well, um, you know. When you take the context of you know the pandemic, Premier League football, new country, eighteen year old, etc., etc. Then it's not his fault the transfer fee. Exactly, exactly. So um, I thought he did fairly well, and um, I think we all knew he wasn't going to play. Every, well, was going to start at least anyway most games this season. But you'd like to see him get get more minutes. Um, Wolves' Carabao Cup exit has obviously hurt his minutes as well. Um, but then you look at the, the, that Spurs game. He came off at half time, and he was terrible in that first half. So. Um, you know, he is 
it's a real enigma with him, and I think it's it's um, it's fair to say that you, you can't rule out a potential loan uh, in January. Um, I don't think you can rule that out at all. Uh, Wolves will certainly be looking at that possibility. But then you've in, in, got to even, factor even in. with the, even with their squad at the moment in time, they could look at maybe putting Fabio out in, on loan. Really, well, well, this is what just what I was about to caveat with that. With I think that's only going to happen if they get replacement, whether that's a loan replacement or permanent replacement. You know, whatever it is, I think as a as a bare minimum, they'll have to bring one player in to replace the one player going out in Fabio Silva, like for like. Um, and then on top of that as well, you have to bear in mind the, the depth and the COVID situation, injuries, how big the squad is in general. Um, I think Wolves are going to be very wary of, um, and Bruno particularly be very wary of not having enough players. If they let him go out on loan, they bring someone in, and then all of a you sudden see, you, you see get see a major injury. Bringing in a striker. If only only if they can get a replacement with Fabio, will they let him? Will they let him go? Um, so if they decide, you know, it's going to be better for him to go they bring someone else in you know they were looking weren't they at Kiefer Moore there was a genuine interest there and that was with Fabio and Ralph still at the club um, but they're only going to let him go if they get someone in um, and, and so it's certainly a possibility yeah you can't rule it out um, but then you've also got to take not only the squad depth you've got to take him into account if he goes away on loan somewhere whether it's in this country or elsewhere and you saw what Rafa Mir did he went on loan to, to Nottingham Forest and was terrible um, you know, he, he went to Spain, was brilliant, got a good move. You know, got got some good money for him. If um, if Fabio goes out on loan somewhere in this country or elsewhere and has a stinker for six months, plays nine, eight games, ten games, doesn't get a goal, you know, comes off, can't for ten minutes at the end of a game, whatever. Yes, that's not going to help him either, is it? It's a real, it's a real tough situation because I really do think there's a lot of value in the player. Being able to learn the system from the manager, learn from the players around him. I don't think there's many better to learn from than Raul Jimenez, albeit they are very, uh, sorry, very different uh, type of strikers. Um, but then he needs to play games. He can't. He can't play for the mid twenty threes every week. And I know he hasn't been, but when he has gone in there, I saw him the, the one game against Sunderland, and he was he was way above the under twenty three level. He was a class above. But then he played another game for the twenty threes. He wasn't quite at it. So. But if you take him on loan, Liam, I assume he wouldn't. We're not talking about a championship loan here. He'd probably be going abroad, right? Is that if you're long term? If you're long term Wolves, I, I, I always struggle with these abroad loans. I feel like it's just a kind of like a a return ticket, but really one way ticket to okay. Well, let's put yourself in the shop window, and you're gonna, you know, maybe maybe the Premier League doesn't suit you. Yeah, I can't see him going to the Championship. I really can't. And Kiefer Moore scored five in twenty one. No offense, but. In the championship, I'd rather have Fabio Silva coming on for me than for Kiefer Moore. Mm. If I'm if I'm being honest, uh, so well, I, I'm being honest. I, I really <laughs> do. So so um, so yeah, I, I don't. But would the championship be, doesn't, doesn't would the championship be a good? Would it be a good move for him though? You well, know, it's, 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 I'd or, rather see him in the championship than go abroad. If yeah, exactly. Absolutely, I, I absolutely would do. Then you've got to find a team that's going to be that's going to be willing to take him and play yeah. him because I think Wolves are going to want some assurances that he's going to play games as absolutely. well. What's the point in sending him there? And yeah. he's on the bench every week. You know, he's on the bench for Wolves every week. So you look at the championship. I, I think historically it's a very very good league, but this year the standard is t- definitely taking a dip. Oh, it's dreadful. Back yeah, in the third. I mean, it's absolute dog crap. <laughs> but you need to find a team that's going to take him and play him. Um, and that's really that's going to be really hard to find if you do go for a championship. I don't think you can drop him any lower 
than the championship. No, God, no, God, no, no, no. definitely not. Absolutely. But then, if you send him abroad, where where does he go? Does he go to Spain? Does he? Where does he go abroad? That, that's well, a lot of work. people say that somewhere like Spain or Italy would be where he would actually be, uh, you know, better suited. His his game would be better suited. But I've se- I've seen Fabio Silva make some fantastic runs. Yeah, agree. You know, and some really good strikers runs, which I think Wolves actually miss a lot of the time. To be honest, and yeah, he's, he's but the kid, the kid's so young. I really hope that he is. Doesn't it help sometimes when, you know, like, we all love Jeff from time to time, but it is frustrating. You know, he talked about this Man City ridiculousness, which I think has gone away now, saying that by this time we're going to be Man City. But then it doesn't help when, you you know, you sign someone like Fabio Silva and then you lord him as, you know, this incredible sensation, one of the best in world football, blah de blah de blah Like, just let the kid play. And I think sometimes with the money that was talked about, you've got to almost say something about that. But, you know... He's, he's he's a young lad learning his way. Who's 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 in Wolverhampton? He's. I would I would hope that if they were going to loan him, Liam, like you say, that it would be in the Championship rather than going abroad. Because we all know what's happened with, with uh, you know, with the lads who have gone. You know, the likes of. Um, forgotten his name now. With the strikers who have gone. Um, Catrone and 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 the lads who have gone to. To, from Italy and lads have gone to Spain and now bought and you know it's just you just want um, you want I want him to be a Wolves player and I want to see him play but at this moment in time he just looks a long 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 way off and obviously Bruno's got has not been convinced whatsoever no it doesn't it doesn't seem that way he's not he's, I mean, he's certainly down the pecking order isn't he as a bare as a, as a bare minimum um you know he needs minutes uh particularly at his age he needs minutes um I would be as I say, I've given all the reasons why it's possibly a four or against and why it's a difficult move to, to make. I'd be edging towards letting him go, um, provided you, you can bring in a replacement. Because the squad can't take a hit on numbers, certainly. you know I think Bruno's made that very clear with his messages over the last few months. Um, yeah, you can't allow the squad to take any further hits, but he needs minutes and he needs games, particularly at his age. You can't play under-23s every week because it's... Um, he, he is too good for that. I think he probably knows he's too good for that as well. Mm. He can be, um, he can be a magician at times. He honestly can. Have. He's done some lovely things on the pitch, but yeah, just too few and far between. Actually, I've got a, I've got, a, I've got a, a feel good, feel good, quick story about a magician. If you, uh, if you, if you want, uh, you want, you want a, a little, a little interlude. Right, but before we get on to some COVID passes seriousness, you can throw that at me. Yeah, let's okay, go for there you it. <laughs> Lighthearted before COVID passes, there you go. Uh, no, this is this is nice, nice, nice feel-good story. And you're probably before your time, mate. Um, but um, I was talking to my friend the other day, and uh, his his granddad was um, he, he was I think he was about in his eighties or 80, 85 or eighty six, and he loved it was it was like a comedian magician, and the younger folk won't remember this, but. Um, it was a guy called Tommy Cooper. Do you remember Tommy Cooper? He used to uh, wear I Fez. Do, yeah. yeah, I do know you mean. Show, show, show. Anyway, he um, he basically <laughs> they've um, they've gone. He's he's basically worshipped this guy all his life. Like funny guy, magician, really good stand up. And um, this was a long time ago. Now, obviously, he's, he's passed away now, Tommy Cooper. But um, they saved up, and then you know, obviously, a working class family and going for a ticket to get to a gig or three or four of, of his shows were like were like impossible and. You know, it was almost like a Charlie Chocolate Factory moment. You know, they've gone and they've saved up and saved up and saved up, and then and then three of them have gone and they've got front row tickets to go and see him live. So the the granddad is like so excited, like honestly worships this guy. <laughs> anyway, halfway through the audio, the, the the show, 
and um, he asks a member of the audience, have they got a watch? He might have seen this before, whatever, I'm not sure. But um, So they all point at the granddad, who obviously loves the guy, and he gets the watch and um, picks it out, says, okay, yes, sir, give me a watch. So he's all excited because he's like in the show almost, you know. Gets the watch, rolls it up into a bit of a, a bit of cloth, and then gets a hammer and smashes it. It's one of the, what they used to do, you know, smash the watch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so they'll go, oh, and it's this famous, famous trick that he he actually started. So um, he gets there, and then they kind of move it to the side a little bit, and then he moves on. And sometimes he comes back to tricks or whatever, but they're moved on, and 10 minutes goes by, 15 minutes, 20 minutes goes by. And then one of the stewards or on the side or one of the producers comes up and just crawls to crawls down to the front and go, look, um, I've had a bit of an issue here. He's hit it at the wrong place. He's never done it before. But they actually, he actually broken the watch. <laughs> and this the granddad was absolutely devastated because it was his dad's dad that gave it to him. And he's absolutely like properly devastated. Like, I mean, properly angry as well as upset. But he's like, you know doesn't know what to do, wants to leave, wants to get out. He's like super angry. He's like really het up. Anyway, they, they, they let him watch the end of the show. And then at the end of the show, they come up and saying, look, Tommy feels really, really bad here. Would you mind just, he wants to just meet you backstage and really apologize to him. And just so you can apologize and say he's so sorry and, and blah, blah, blah. So still angry, the granddad and the, and the couple, you know, his, his son, you know, go backstage. And then just before they go back, they're like, Tommy actually... He always eats straight after a show. He's, it's like a religious thing. He eats pie and mash um, before, you know, at the end of the show. Would you like to sit and have, have pie and mash with him? So so the guy kind of goes, okay, yeah, I guess so. So they sat down and they're having pie and mash and, and the granddad chatting away and stuff like that, still kind of visibly upset, tucks into his, his mashed potato, opens up the pie. What's in the pie? I hope it's not covered in gravy. Uh, what What is in the pie? Well, it's the watch. No, steak and kidney. Way! Was that? Oh my word! <laughs> that was horrendous. <laughs> like it was so long winded that I was on my phone for most of it. I wasn't even listening. Take a kidney. Oh my god. Is there some sort of my Christmas dad joke for you though, mate? Oh, there's there's some sort of hidden meaning to that joke that I don't understand. No, 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 it's just steak and kidney was in the pie, mate. Steak and kidney. That is shocking. (laughs) Right, COVID. You should actually genuinely be embarrassed. COVID passes. This this podcast can't go out now. We've wasted 46 minutes of our life. Eight people listening to this are laughing, mate. I'm <laughs> They're laughing. Um, look, uh, COVID passes. Let's, let's move on to something a bit more serious. Chelsea, yeah. on Saturday, look, we saw big queues um, at Brighton uh, go around the block for, for, for spot checks going on um, on Wednesday night. Uh, away fans were, were in queues as well, were waiting very, very patiently, but I think everybody got in before kickoff, or most got in before kickoff. Um, if they weren't stuck on the M25, I know you weren't, uh, Liam, uh, but uh, quite a few of us were, if I hadn't mentioned that already. Um, and and um, what's the situation on Sunday, uh, providing the game goes ahead, and like I say, I'm, I'm pretty confident that it will do, uh, regarding fans, what time they need to get to the ground, and what they need to bring and show, uh, how's that all going to work? Yeah, so I think there's a you know a bit of uncertainty and a little bit of confusion amongst 
um, amongst fans. And I, and I can understand why because there's a lot of information to take in, first of all, and also you know other events like the, the one I went to the other day, they were checking every single COVID pass, whereas in football, they're not. So I'll explain it uh, as best I can. And, and, and you know, if anyone has got any questions, please uh, tweet me after listening to this. If, I, if there's nothing I've made clear, and I'll try and, I'll try and help as well. But um, so, you know, you need to be prepared to show a vaccine pass or a lateral or negative lateral flow test um, to get in. Lateral? Lateral? There's a T in lateral. Yeah, whatever. You, oh, I'm not even going to This is a serious topic. Remember this nonsense about watches and pies. Um, yes. So before I get into you know how they're going to um, how, how it's going to work, you know the operational side of it, I'm on you. Um, just to to explain what is allowed as proof and what is not allowed as proof, because I think some people might get confused. So the blue vaccine card that you physically get when you have your vaccines done. That does not count as a vaccine passport, if you like, uh, you know, vaccine certificate. Um, you cannot bring that and use that as proof to get into the state. And you have to have the COVID vaccine pass, which you get through the NHS app. And also, if you've got an iPhone, for this might help people as well. If you have an iPhone, you can go onto the NHS app and you can add the pass to your wallet as well. So you don't even have to open the app up when you get there. You can just go into your wallet where you might have your Apple Pay cards and it will be in there as well. Um, so that's a little sort of tip to, to help people. So you can't have the vaccine card, physical card. You have to have the pass that is on the NHS app or add it to your wallet, as I said. Um, and then the lateral flow test, you can't physically bring the actual stick that is, you know, has a negative <laughs> test on it that you've, that you've done. Um, you have to up, you have to scan the barcode on it and upload it to the NHS app and then use that as the proof. You can't physically bring the stick. Um, so there's two sort of distinctions there with those two things that, you, that what you can't bring what you can bring just so people are clear um, and also the exemption so if you are exempt you have to have the the proper exempt exemption forms um, explaining and, and, and saying you know the reasons etc so um, you can't just you know show up and say oh I'm exempt and, and try and get in you will be turned away and also with those two if you try and use the, the, the blue vaccine card or the, the actual test stick if you try and use those two and you don't have the uh the actual uh means of getting in you will be uh, denied entry as well so just to make that clear because the last thing you want is fans not getting in um to, to see the football so um just to, to make those clear first are they of all. um are the fans expected to are they told to, to get into the ground or getting in around the ground earlier than normal liam is that what the situation is could there be delays i mean look we see we see delays on, on a weekly basis especially people getting to the steep wall and the lines i expect that to be to be slightly longer than normal, you know, and, and, and for people to get in there as early as possible, would you agree? So, yeah, that, that, that moves me nicely onto the, the operational side. So, in theory, it shouldn't actually, there shouldn't be any bigger queues really than there normally are. You rightly say there are a few issues, particularly with the Steve Ball getting in anyway. So, obviously, the people that, that are in those stands and, and are regularly in those stands will be aware of those issues. And, you know, I would always urge people to get there slightly early anyway um that's just you know me personally you don't want to avoid you want to avoid sorry uh, any disappointment and also of course there will be the additional checks um with the uh, with the covid uh, passes and stuff um but in theory and I'll explain why in theory there shouldn't really be many more or any more disruption than there is and the the staff that have on board that have 
Obviously, the steward staff will be checking the passes, but they'll also have staff on uh, around the ground that are going to help people who might be struggling to get it up and things like that. You know, particularly older people, I imagine, um, if I'm not stereotyping, uh, particularly older people that might not be quite savvy with the, the technology, etc. Um, so there will be people around to help as well. And, and in theory, it shouldn't be um, any longer for, for this reason. So I think there's been a lot of um, misunderstanding with it that, uh, and a few tweets, I think, after the Brighton game that people thought that every single person was going to be checked. Uh, and as I say, with the event I went to the other day, every single person was, but in football, they're doing it slightly differently. There's a, a certain quota that they have to meet. And I think from reading the uh, a statement from Brighton, which I'll come on to that at the end, um, I think it's around 20% if I'm right, that they have to check uh, the passes. Um, but what every single fan has to do ahead of the game uh, is fill out the South Declaration form. So that is you know saying what you have. So if you've got a... Uh, negative test we've got a COVID va- uh, passport uh, vaccine whatever you want to call it um, so you have to fill that out beforehand I think the majority so far have but that's just a, a plea to Wolves fans as well make sure you get that pass done you can find all the information on the Wolves website if you don't you know you won't get in it's got support numbers linked to, to it as well so they'll you will be stopped from getting in um, but if you have that declaration form filled out and all done ahead of time then if any, and you don't get spot checked you'll, you'll just go in as normal um, and so there will be spot checks obviously going on, but otherwise you, you will get in, you'll get in as uh, as normal. But it's, I have to stress that you have to be prepared to prove the uh, the vaccine, COVID pass, or the negative test um, in case you are spot checked. And of course, if it is around twenty percent, that is a uh, it's not a high chance, but there's certainly a chance. It's not like it's two, four, five percent. You know, twenty percent is a decent amount. So you have to be prepared. To, to, to prove it because if you're not and you don't have it despite filling out the declaration form you again you won't be let in so that, just yeah. to make that clear for people just just make sure you do guys and girls make sure you've got you, you take a, a lateral flow or if you haven't got one you listen to this today you know go to your local health store you know um surgery or there's loads of there's loads of free kits that you can get everywhere to so make sure you go and do that lateral flow test if you haven't been double vaccinated if you have then then make yeah. sure you've got some and, and just from the just from the you know the operational side of things at Wolves, you know they've been uh, doing certain checks uh, at times anyway. There was parts of the last season and then parts of this season they've been doing it, so they've been sort of prepared for it operationally. Um, so in theory, there shouldn't be any issues. Um, but I would always stress to people, you know, if you can get there slightly slightly earlier anyway, you know, it's always going to help just in case there is any issues, particularly with your your stand. I think um, a lot of the problems at Brighton with the queues as well, there was there was very heavy security checks with bags and like uh, metal detectors and wands and all that kind of stuff. So I think that was that was more of the issue than it was um, the uh, the COVID checks. And, and mentioned in Brighton as well, um, you know, you, you know, on this podcast, we like to, you know, if we can celebrate the fans every now and then, whenever, whenever they do swim right. Yeah, go on, go on. <laughs> uh, so on the the Brighton website, they they did have put up a bit of a statement, sort of thanking the um, the fans for their assistance, things like that, including the Wolves fans saying they're exceptional, etc., mm-hmm. etc. Et um, this was from uh, Deputy Chairman and Chief Executive of uh, of, uh, of Brighton, Paul Barber. Um, and he's also sent uh, an email, actually, to Matt Wilde at Wolves, which I've, I've been given uh, the full email here to, to read out. Um, so I think it's just a nice thing just to just to read it out briefly and give the, the fans a bit of um, a bit of praise as well. So uh, this is from Paul Barber. He says, uh, the key reason for writing uh, is to ask you, perhaps via your next match uh, programme or website, to pass on my uh, and the club's thanks to your travelling supporters for making our staff's job 
so much easier last night through their compliance with the COVID pass checks. Um, the feedback I've received from our uh, head of uh, people and culture, Rose uh, Reed, who led our here to have team on the away tennis was that your fans were respectful, compliant, uh, full of goodwill and humour while queuing to be checked uh, in brackets. And this is before you took the three points. Um, so, oh yeah, it actually says here. So uh, against an agreed local authority target of 20%, we managed to check almost 50% of adults. So actually, Brighton actually... Um, checked more than they, more than they were meant to. So that, again, that that will add to the cues as well, just to make that mm. clear. Uh, of all adult fans attending last night's match, including those situated in hospitality areas, uh, our ballroom media areas, etc., etc., and the away end. Uh, and our job was certainly made easier for us by the support from Wolves fans. Uh, thanks again, and have a good Christmas. So I thought you know that was a uh, just a, a small thing to to highlight, but I think it's 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 good because I think it's fair to say that Wolves fans um, sometimes don't get great press. Um, they've had you know their issues in the past. Um, but I think we, as you know, local uh, journalists, understand how brilliant Wolves fans are as supporters. But it's nice to see on a on a human level, you know, compliance with with particularly something like this, which can be quite sensitive. It can get quite political sometimes with people as well. Um, that the Wolves fans were, were brilliant uh, at the Amex uh, on Wednesday night. So um, just wanted to highlight that as well, and, and hope that I've made everything clear. Um, in what the the fans have got to do for for Chelsea on Sunday, um, and then as I said, if anyone's got any. Questions I've not made anything clear. Drop me a text if I don't. Oh, sorry, text. Sorry, drop me an email, uh, a tweet. Sorry, um, and if I don't know the answer, I'll try and find out for you and come back uh, and hope that, uh, that helps. Because the last thing we want is the uh, is fans not getting in. Yeah, absolutely. Good stuff, Liam. Thank you very much for that. Um, I mean, looking on the broader things with the situation as regards to games being postponed at the moment I think currently there's five games that are on this weekend like I said with Wolves and um, and Chelsea being one of them but I guess the the likelihood is is that uh, is that some of these games coming up you know might not take place well let's hope not um, yeah you're right I mean I think there's only five games left now isn't there um, over the weekend for the Premier League now um, at the moment the Wolves game's on uh, you know it will be a last resort from the Premier League mm-hmm. that they will suspend the full weekend's games because they have a lot of things to take into account. Uh, principally, broadcaster issues, um, not only with, with you know with showing games, but I think financially as well. There'll be a lot of a lot of things that uh, will get in the way of them stopping uh, playing every single game if they can help it. It'll be a last resort to to, to do that. Um, they want that they want the games to be on, and at the moment, Wolves Chelsea's on. Off, you know, we've got the press conference in less than an hour now uh, with Bruno and at the moment everything's on as normal um, and hopefully it stays that way you've got to put, take into account that the the only thing um, that will stop that uh, again we'll ask Bruno about COVID cases but as far as we're aware at the moment Wolves are, are all good um, but the, the one thing that will stop that is if Chelsea have any more cases uh, today or tomorrow because they did have uh, Lukaku uh, Werner Hudson Odoi and Chilwell, even though Chilwell was injured, um, all test positive uh, yesterday uh, before that game against Everton. Uh, Kai Havertz was also ill, had symptoms, but didn't uh, wasn't testing positive, and they were testing him again, so they didn't play him or didn't have him in that uh, in the squad. So they potentially got five, certainly four, but potentially five in the camp. Um, Chelsea squad's about seventy-five players. <laughs> yeah, uh, but if they get any more, you know, there's a you know there's a possibility they might be forcing for it to be for it to be postponed so um, yeah you need to just bear that bear that in mind as, as well but as it stands you know, the game's on and, and hopefully it stays that way okay we're going to go a little bit over this week but it's coming up to Christmas I'm sure 
too many people don't mind. If you do, then just just switch us off. Mute us. Um, first of all, a little bit from our sponsor before we take the questions. Adoption at Heart. Adoption at Heart provides adoption services for the City of Wolverhampton Council, Walsall Council, Dudley Borough Council and Sandwell Children's Trust as encouraging those who are considering adoption to come forward and take the next step. The Black Country Agency is appealing to adopters who can give our children lots of individual time, understanding and ongoing support and are looking to recruit adopters from within a diverse section of the community, irrespective of gender, sexual orientation, disability, race or faith. To start your adoption journey or to find out more, why not book onto the next virtual information event? Visit adoptionatheart.org.uk to see the next available dates and to book your place, call 01902 553818. Right, let's take some questions from the beautiful people. Ronan Gibbon says, if all Wolves players were English, how many do you think would make the England squad? Oh, that Kilman guy would make it. <laughs> yeah, we I tell you what, as a left-footed centre back, he's he's in with a shout, isn't he? Um, I think Ruben Neves would make it. Yeah, I'd be you'd be shocked if he doesn't. Um, what a Rally- by the way. Oh, oh, I know. Yeah, you know, we haven't given that enough enough oh, attention, really. Is it? Well, it's been gorgeous attention, but gorgeous I mean, it pass, was an unbelievable pass, like yeah. absolutely delicious. Defence splitting pass. I mean, fantastic. Absolutely. Yeah, certainly. Or So, <laughs> I don't know what you do all your days off, days off, but it's something to do with me. Um, yeah, Neves would get in. Um, I think, I think Raul Jimenez would get in. If you look at the striker options beyond Harry Kane, I think he's, he'd, he'd get in. Um, and if he was in, if he was in Raul Jimenez form, I'm not sure they get in now, but I think he would be in prior. No? Yeah, that's, that might be fair. That might be fair. But yeah, I mean, you look at you know, Dominic Calvert-Lewin's injured. They haven't, they haven't got great options. Well, Sace again depth. is a striker, mate. He scored, he, scored, <laughs> he scored one goal more than Harry Kane. You can't just play San Marino every week and score 10 or 11 goals, can you? Oh, it's a tough question other than that. I'm trying to think. Um, I mean, oh, no. I'm, I was going to say if Johnny was fit and at his best, potentially, but I think, you know, Shaw and Chill have done quite well for him. I think Sarby around there, mate. Honestly, I would do it. You know, if you got Sam Johnson as your number three keeper, you know what? Whatever, then I think that Sarby would be yeah. kicking around. I didn't think about that. I think he'd make the squad certainly. Yeah, yeah that's certainly. Yeah, squad, that's that's a good one. I didn't think about that. Um, yeah, I'm not sure many more than that. You know, England have got a lot of talented forwards, so I'm not sure other than that really. John Charlesworth says, um, I posted a little beautiful picture of you in your Tai Chi gear uh, to ask questions this week. He says, from that picture, I thought it was past his bedtime when Lee, Liam was in his pyjamas. Tai Chi, interesting. Mm. Um, I've seen uh, someone do Tai Chi when I, when I visited China before. They were doing it just in a park and they were doing it with like, eyes closed and all slowly moving their hands and stuff. It was quite cool. Uh, it obviously wasn't Tai Chi, of course, it's Jiu Jitsu. Um, and if anyone wants to talk about bedtime, come on to the mat with me because I'll be going to sleep. Oh my god! Fact. Oh, come on, like, I've got, yeah, I've got to, You know, if they can give it, they can take it. Surely. Someone says that you look like a dead ringer for Daniel Radcliffe v VCO Wolves. Um, and our Mars music show says he looks like a, a young Paul Heaton from the House Martins in Beautiful South. <laughs> I've uh, I've never had either of those, but I do get a fair few sort of looky likey doppelganger. Suggestions now and yeah, then. Yeah, we've so, got the main one we've discussed in. in so, uh, so yeah, it doesn't bother me. I'll tell you what, though, that picture, though, I mean, I, I sent it to you and I said, you know, use it whenever you want, I don't really care. Um, but it's a, uh, 
and, and you know there are much better pictures of Ian Jiu-Jitsu. That is such a bad picture. Like my, I'm so sweaty that my hair looks even thinner than it normally is. You do, do look very sweaty <laughs> in that picture, mate. You're um, glistening, glistening. Yeah, glistening is the right phrase. Uh, yeah, I don't really care. But I just thought it was quite funny. Um, I should have sent. There's one picture of me literally in action rolling. Oh. I should have sent you that. It's a great picture. Uh, Tri versus Keen says Sean. When where can I get ringside seats? Oh, I'll tell you what, that'd be a great pay per view, wouldn't it? It would not. It would literally last. It would, this should be over before the bout begun. You're right. So, he'd, be, he'd be totally asleep. You're right. Uh, Reggie says, uh, what will it take for Large to realise Tryo needs to start every match and needs to be picked ahead of Trincao? P.S. The Wolf shirt for Christmas for the girlfriend didn't go down well, so she looks like I'm go- it looks like I'm going to Tenerife. Yes, last night, last week, didn't he? <laughs> Tenerife trip or Wolf shirt? You said Wolf shirt, mate. So, um, well, at least he like, tried. Looks like she's got both, so happy days. But, um, <laughs> yeah, well, what do you reckon? Do you reckon it's a contract issue? Do you reckon, or, or just uh, resting, or, or he just doesn't, you know, doesn't doesn't fancy fancy trial? Or do you think now he's he's kind of the main? Do you think now he's proved himself to be to be integral going forward? Yeah, um, and also also a question from Jathan Nuda, who's um, who's here, says, um, what's the, the latest with his his contract talks? Perfect. Well, yeah, we'll sort of put this all together then. So yeah, in terms of him, the plain side of it first. Um, you know, me personally, I'm not sure he totally fits the style of a forward that, that Bruno really, really wants. Obviously, he's got a lot of attributes that he does add. Um, but I've spoken about this before. I don't think he 100%, you know, that, that sort of pressing high high work rate style. I don't think, he, you know, he quite suits that. Um, but, you know, as far as I understand it, the contract's got nothing to do with him not playing. You have to bear in mind, or not playing previously, of course, you have to bear in mind that he... He started the season very well, came out of the team and, and was coming on in games and wasn't doing very well. And then he's come back, started most games, obviously didn't start at Brighton, and he started doing well again. Um, you also got to bear in mind that he hasn't scored or assisted this season. So, you know, it's not like he's, um, you know, coming on in every game and, and bagging a goal and not starting the next game. And everyone's wondering why, you know. Um, I, I don't think a forward who's not scoring, and this is me personally, a forward who's not scoring and assisting has to be a a dead ringer to start every single game. Um, the comparisons with Trincao, I can understand why people are frustrated because he's not doing it, which obviously we've just spoken about. Um, but I don't, yeah, I, I don't think you can say, you know, a player has to start every single game unless they're totally, totally on it. And, and you know, he's definitely improved the last few weeks and he's, he's getting back to his best again. But he needs a goal, he needs an assist, he needs to start adding numbers to his game. Um, so that's the football side of it. Uh, contract side of it, the... You know, the long story short is there's no update, <laughs> uh, and I, I have checked again. Um, but just to give a sort of bit of a, a, a background, I suppose on on the situation and what and what people, um, I suppose the misconceptions that fans have with with contracts and how it happens. Um, so they were very close to getting it done. You know, a few months back, it was very close. It was almost there. Uh, there was obviously some. Um, factor in it that either the player or club weren't weren't happy with and it didn't quite happen um, and essentially it's a, sort of taken a um, I'm trying to think the best way to phrase it a bit of a break um, I suppose is the right way to phrase it I mean well, everyone knows a little, bit. a little bit yeah I think everyone everyone's aware that it's been on and off and this has been for over a year now isn't it it's been uh, on and off for a while and there, there's always times in you know these kind of negotiations there's always times when you know, it's right at the top of the agenda, then it slips down again if it doesn't quite get signed, and you know, it comes in and out of the uh, of the agenda is, is the best way to put it. Um, so there's a little bit of a law, I suppose, in the in, in the in the agenda at the moment. It's not quite um, not quite happening, but 
Uh, I think there's also important to, to make out that some people think because he hasn't signed that someone on one end, either his end or the other end, is, is falling out with someone else. And um, as far as I understand it, speaking to the, the parties I've spoken to, it's a very you know amicable situation. Everyone's um, they're just trying to come to, to an agreement, um, but it just hasn't happened. You know, there's no sort of malice. There's no reason he's not. That's that's not a reason why he hasn't started certain games. Um, it's uh, yeah. It's no, there's no urgency to to get it signed tomorrow essentially um, but then with these kind of negotiations it, all of a sudden out, out of nowhere it could happen again it's it's the way it is and also I think people I've mentioned this on this podcast a few times that um, I think people expect that they sit down and they hash it out for an hour and it gets done and you know he signs the contract that, that's just not the way it works and it's also it's not Troyore himself <laughs> sat in there you know doing it he's got people he's got agents he's got people who do it on behalf of him so um yeah, that's that sort of uh, sums the whole situation up, and I wouldn't expect, as I say, it can change, but I wouldn't expect uh, anything soon. You know, if a massive offer came in for him in January, of course they would they would consider it. And and I personally, this is sort of speculation on my part. I personally think they would probably take something if it if it was the right offer. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's it's just a no urgency at the moment until the until they can sort of find the the common ground on I it again. Why- and just just to finish it off, from my understanding as well, the people I've spoken to about Traore, he's very sort of, as I say, there's people doing it for him, the contract side of things, which is you know common in football. Uh, and he's very sort of uh, focused on his game. He's in the gym. He's he's he's, he's working to to sort of improve. Um, no and a few people, <laughs> yeah, uh, a few people I've uh, I've spoken to about this actually have said have all said the same thing. That he's um, and I'm not sure this actually has been mentioned really very much, but I've heard it from a few different people. That he's very, very committed uh, in training, and he's he's there. One, he stays longer for an extra hour, two hours, than everyone else. He's there, um, you know, putting putting the real work in to try and improve. So uh, at the moment, it's uh, in terms of the contract, it's uh, yeah, no urgency. You know, they're happy where they are at the moment um, with it. You know, not being signed. There's not a massive urgency urgency to get it done, and you know, obviously, it leaves his options open as well. So um, yeah, we'll have to wait and see. Um, I was going to suggest that I mean there's talk of them signing Huang in, in January there was talk of that Liam for about 10 million quid do you think they'll carry on and, and go and do that, that deal I, mean, I know, you know he's probably probably going to be out until the new year but I assume that if it's only a three or four week thing let's say uh, can you see that happening as one as a banker uh, I wouldn't say as a banker because you know they've got to the, the deal is for the end of the season so it will take some renegotiation but you'd imagine it wouldn't be too difficult to do so if they wanted to, to get it done which Bruno's made it clear they want to there's obviously stories that I've done and other people have done talking about it as well um, yeah you'd imagine they, they, they would probably want it to um, want it to happen and that they, they, they probably will get it done I don't expect it would be too big an issue but then if it doesn't happen also you know, it's not a it's not a, a massive issue if it doesn't get done because of the you know the deal they've, they've got in place anyway for the end of the season uh, Stu says with the nonsense yesterday of the ref running down the tunnel as if he was about to follow through have you ever been caught short in a public place yeah what a nightmare the referee had I mean uh, <laughs> was the, I think I said it was the longest game in, in Premier League history for the last four years and 101 minutes uh, referee had obviously technical issues with his, with his microphone couldn't hear the linesman couldn't hear you know um, the guy the guys at VAR and uh and this was like he must have had seven or eight or nine pieces of equipment put on him I think in three to four stoppages of play which ended up in 
running down the tunnel in the end but what an absolute disaster I actually thought he had a decent game so it's one that will be tarnished with, with the situation there and Wolves kind of kept their heads pretty well uh, in that and, and kept warm as well because if you've got if you've got players especially you know playing at 95 95% of um, you know the, the pace and stuff like that if you cool down especially on a night like that okay it was a mild night at Brighton's so it wasn't too bad but you can quite easily pull something there um, so so fair play to, to everybody for staying focused uh, have you ever been short, caught short in public place um, yeah I mean obviously we've got to go back to, to uh, Pissgate or Pgate uh, back <laughs> in the day of uh, Mr Spears so people everybody knows about that if you haven't then listen to the episode it is a good one but um, yeah a couple of times um, I must admit there was, there was one Marks and Spencer's car park in Harborne where I was massively struggling in the night and I might have had to 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 delve off into a find a little uh, alleyway that wasn't being used just to just to relieve myself when I when I when I realised it was closed um, at about eight o'clock at night. Everybody does it on the golf course, don't they? Or is it just yeah? Me? No, I think so. Yeah, everyone does it on the golf course, surely. Surely, I mean, yeah. Kino, we've all, we've all been there, haven't we? We have not been not there, not not just not just golf course. I mean, you know, Woodland back, Walk, back alleys in Liverpool City Centre. Yeah. Like We've all been there. We've all been there. Everybody, everybody has to, everybody's got to do it at some point. Um, no one wants to queue up either, do they? If they're outside, outdoor venue, and there's cubicles and massive lines, it's got to find somewhere. That's the advantage of being a lad sometimes, isn't it? It really is. Oh, it's a big advantage. Big Huge. advantage. Huge advantage. <laughs> <laughs> Pardon the pun. <laughs> I must admit, I must admit, I was desperate. Uh, the other night uh, going down to Brighton you know I've been like in the car for like four and a half hours and I had to stop off at this services and then I finally got it it's like the best feeling in the world isn't it when you've got a full blood oh yeah uh, so it's incredible like you, you just hear ah. Oh. anyway <laughs> moving on I was freezing as well I was uh, starving and Mark Spencer was there I know I wasn't getting any decent food at the um, at the hotel by the way I compiled a list of the top my top five journalistic, ho- journalistic hotels to stay in um, but I'll maybe do that next week because we haven't got time this week. But one thing that does irk me, mate, and I don't know if it irks you, um, you know, going going on a little bit of a tangent, supermarkets, and there was a Marks and Spencer in the service station, and I've got like a decent amount of stuff. Like I've got at least 16 different items in my little basket. And there's a, two women there, and one of them's there, and she's on the till. And there's all these, you know, you do, you, you pack yourself and you scan yourself. So I go to the till because I want to, I want to get off. You know, I'm late. Okay, I've got it to the end. I didn't want to do this stop. I've got to do it. But I thought well, I might as well get, might as well get sorted out for the, um, for the evening's entertainment and get some food, get some water, etc. And she's, so I put my basket down. She says, "Oh, can you, um, can you go to the, to the till? Can you, can you scan it yourself?" So I'm like, well, "I can, but I'm just in a bit of a rush." Do you mind? Because they know the correct, don't they? Bang, bang, bang. Says, oh yeah, sorry, we can only take cash here. I'm like, no, you can't. Yeah, she's like, you can take a car. Don't give me that excuse. Anyway, so I trudged off to the scanning, and I've got to, I've got an admission to make here, and it's not just here, but I'm not a big fan of scanning my own stuff. I feel like you should be, so you should get some sort of compensation for doing that because it's not my job. It's not my job to do that. So. So it takes a lot of time. I get frustrated and then, you know, you put an item down then it says, call the attendant, it's not working. Like, it's there. Then they've got to come in, they press a button and they just stand away. So I, I, I give myself a little bit of a present sometimes for, for doing it and a reward. Well, most of the time, I don't pay for bags, mate. I'm sorry, I put zero bags in there and then I get a bag. That's my, that's my payment for scanning. 
I thought he was going to be a lot worse, so I'll, oh, give yeah, you, I'll okay. let you have that. If it's That's two fine. bags, I get two bags. I'm not paying for a bag. I'm not doing it myself and then and then paying for a bag. So I'm sorry whether that's something. Okay, police might be coming around now, but that's, <laughs> no, no, wait, that's my that's my payment to myself for um, for scanning my own stuff. Maybe does anyone else do that, or is it just me? It's just you. Is it? You're yeah. telling me that you never press zero on a bag and taken a bag. No, because I never buy a bag. I'm always prepared with my own bags. Oh, uh, you see, now everybody forgets their bags, mate. Come nope. on, stop it. I'm too organised. Stop it. Right. Okay. Let's take some more uh, football-related questions. Uh, Jay says, "Is there any championship players that you take in January, and the likeliness of that being realistic?" Keith Moore. <laughs> um, well, Ben Burriton's been uh, banging them in, hasn't he? Has he? Yeah, I think he was seventeen, I think. Or Ben uh, Burriton yeah. Diaz, if you have to call him it now, because he plays for Chile. Okay. Um, Mitrovic is on twenty goals already this season. You take him, would you? I mean, I'm not. I'm just, I'm just sort of naming players that have scored goals, really. Um, that Swift is he that midfield lad at Reading? I think that's right. Well, I might have got that wrong, but I think that's where he is. Maybe, maybe, maybe that's like an old. Oh, you know what? I might be totally off it there. I don't pay attention to the championship. Who cares? <laughs> okay. Move um, on. Moving on. Let's have a look. Uh, Herman Punch says he he, he took your. Looks at your pictures. What a man! I'd let him triangle me anytime. Please tell me that's a move. It is. I'm actually. I'm, I've actually. Uh, I've sort of been perfecting the triangle recently. I've been quite. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'll, I'll, well, I think it's. I say perfecting it. Perfecting it for my level. I'm nowhere near, obviously, perfecting it. But I'm. Uh, is I've that been like pa- similar to the tea bag. <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, it's it's very difficult to explain without me showing you. So I'll just I'll just choke you unconscious one next time I see you. Excellent. You just can't wait for that. Uh, Peter Hatfield says, "How surprised would you be if we don't send anyone in January?" I mean, this is gonna this is gonna set a load of people off uh, mm-hmm. off in the wrong direction. But I wouldn't be massively surprised um, because I just I'm just aware of the the workings of a January window and how you know it's not the the best time to to do deals and that you know particularly if the African combination doesn't happen which I know there's a lot of speculation about that yeah you quote tweeted that the other day what's the latest yeah. on that I mean, it seems to think that it probably will happen now they're kind of denying yeah. that but what, 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 what do you I mean look with all this um, varying and stuff like that could there be a situation I mean I might be wrong regarding this but there might be a situation where I think the the, the, Euro, the European clubs have appealed and, and don't want to send their players however my understanding is that even if that happened and they didn't send them and the, the tournament still went ahead they would still be banned from playing Domestic football until the African Cup of Nations is finished. Yes, you might as well just, you might as well just send them. <laughs> um, although I suppose there's obviously the, the, the danger of uh, the variants and COVID, as you say. But um, yeah, it's it's really up in the air at the moment. It's a strange one. Um, I mean, it shouldn't take place. Let's be honest; it's ridiculous that, that I mean, just just call the tournament. But you know. I mean, I, I the fact going ahead, to be honest. from a, like a football purist point of view, I like that it's you know it's a major tournament. It's always been a good watch, good fun, etc. Uh, I'd never ever liked the idea of it of it being in the middle of domestic seasons. Uh, never ever liked that. Um, for Wolves, it would be for the players. It wouldn't be great. Obviously, you know, Bolly and Sides, I'm sure, want to go represent their countries and play. But for Wolves, it'd be it'd be great. So, you know, from a selfish point of view, it'd be great if they don't go. Um, yeah, what? I, yeah, going back to the question, would I be massively surprised if they don't sign anyone? Uh, I'd have to say no, just because of the, you know. You know, history will, will tell us everything, really. Um, if I was to hedge my bets, I'd say they'd get 
potentially one or two maybe alone um, it's tough to say it's tough to say and it's, it's all um, it, we're not quite in that period yet where it's all really up and running as well you know where you know where all the rumour mills start to get in, moving and we can start ignoring all the links to Diego Costa and Mario Balotelli again and um, you're not quite there yet so it's it's all a bit yeah it's all a bit quiet but I, yeah, I, I wouldn't be massively surprised but I do, I do obviously do think they need an additional two question Andy Matthews says with us being relatively safe now do you think Bruno will really go for the FA Cup especially as we have a nice home draw to start Sheffield United is on uh, the weekend the first weekend of February what do you yeah think? well you know it's obviously the benefit that it's uh, it's not like the Carabao Cup where it's midweek um, and it's an, it's an additional game around Premier League games it is obviously in place of a Premier League game on a Saturday uh, although no what was it the Sunday now wasn't it because of the yeah, because of the uh, Albion are playing at home on the same day. So yeah, anyway, um, at the weekend, as I say, I think he'll make a few changes. I think the likes of Hover will play. Um, I think Fabio Silva will play actually if he if he's not gone by then. Uh, if he goes at all, obviously, I think he I think he'll play. Um, and I think that, yeah, I think there'll be a few changes, but I would like to see him take it seriously. I think it would be. I think it'd be. Brilliant if we were to have a cup run. That's obviously the you know the only chance they're going to have now. Um, yeah, that that'll add a lot of favour and a lot of uh, excitement to to the season if Bruno can do that. Um, you know, imagine if he finishes tenth, but gets to a final, or gets to a semi final. I don't know. Has it? You know, at least a trip to Wembley. Maybe he wins it. You know, you know. I, I I value the cups very highly. I said this around the time of the Carabao Cup as well. I I would love them to to do really well in that competition because I think they're 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 great. Spectacles, and I think it's a it's another opportunity. And you know, Wolves haven't won silverware for a long time. Why not go for it? Kev says, "Super Kev, how much influence will the new investors have on our transfer ambitions in the January window?" Yeah, I was a little bit surprised that question came up actually because I think it was made clear at the time really that it's not going to have a much if any a difference. It's not that kind of. Uh, it's not like they're pumping you know tens of millions into into the transfer kitty. Uh, it's not that kind of relationship. Um, uh, just thinking back to it at the time when it was announced, it was to do with, you know, exchanging expertise, cracking the American market, etc., etc. Obviously, Wolf have gone on and done the academy link with Chicago City as well. So, um, yeah, it's 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 not that. I think that, I thought, I think that was reported quite heavily at the time. So, yeah, just for people that aren't aware of that, yeah, it's not going to be a, um, a, a massive influence on, uh, on transfers. Uh, last one let's have a look last one Paul Mansell how high in your list of all time best assists would that Ruben Neves pass be that's a really tough question because I'm trying to you know you don't often remember the assist do you, you often remember the finish um, but I'll tell you what it was gorgeous wasn't it he's very similar to the one at Villa um, for one of the goals I forget which one it was but he pinged a little ball into Bedentic it might have been, might have been the first goal if I remember correctly uh, yeah, you know, yeah. he's got that in his locker, hasn't he? He does, he does. Okay, very, very, very quick last one. I know you've got to get to the presser. Very quickly, last one. Uh, do you think selling Adama, cutting our losses there, and not taking up the options on Trincao and Huang, but then investing in direct replacements will be the best way to go? Pedence and Neto, along with Raul and Fabio, are the only ones I'd want to keep going forward. That's a tough one. Um, I've always said I'd probably keep Chore, unless, you know, money came in that was too difficult to turn down. I think I'd still keep Huang at this point as well. Um, f- for my money, as we've already said, I wouldn't take the twenty-five option on uh, on Trincao right now. And that you know that 
frees up funds for elsewhere. Um, yeah, I think that, I think that's about that, that's sort of where I stand with it. Really, it's uh, it's difficult to to go another direction because I think you know we're still waiting on Trinkau. Uh, I think there's something there with Wang off the ball a little bit, but yeah, it's uh, yeah, that's, that's 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 about where I am with it. I think there's they're probably there's more value there than you're probably giving giving them credit for. I think. Wolves versus Chelsea, two p.m. Molyneux Sunday. Um, what are you thinking, Liam? Look, it's going to be a difficult game. Of course, it's going to be a difficult game. Uh, I think they're third in the table now. They've dropped off a little bit off Man City and Liverpool, but it's still obviously full of attacking talent. Um, whether they get a couple back or not, I'm not too sure. But I mean, you look at their their team that, that drew one one with um, with Everton last night, I believe. Yeah, it was last night, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, and and that does make a difference, maybe. You know, Thursday to Sunday, and they're going away from home as well. Still got up. They're still absolutely stacked. Uh, to be honest, approach wise, do you? Is it, is it going to be shut up shop again as, as normal and try and get them on the break? Um, do they be a little bit more, uh, hopefully a little bit more aggressive than they were in the last home game? Um, or do you, you know, against against Liverpool, or do you think that um, that will see more of the same? Liam? Hello? Liam Keane? Oh, I think Liam's gone at the last minute. Um, I'll just keep on waffling around then. I mean, from a from a from a team point of view, you got to think that that probably Traore is going to start. I would have thought it'd be Raúl, and it'll be and it'll be uh, Daniel Pedence. I think Trincao drops out. Um, the other option, I guess, is if he plays three in midfield, and and that'll be that'll be the big one. Uh, I'm not too sure whether that'll that'll happen or such. I would like to think that they'd go for. Go for it and go for um, and go a little bit strong and still play those three those three guys up top and, and play the two in midfield. Maybe Leander Dendonka might come into things. I can hear Liam's just come back into the chat room now. Liam, I'm just discussing the team and discussing potentially what might happen whether he goes three in midfield or three up top. And I think he'll probably go three up top and one of Dendonka and Moutinho to 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 assist Neves in midfield with Marcel keeping his place if um, if Ryan Nori is is not fit. Good good work there to uh, to keep you, going while, while I had the technical much. difficulties. <laughs> um, yeah, um, I think you're right. I think he'll go three up top again. You look at um, how Chelsea line up; they're normally the same a three four three. Um, so yeah, I, I would suspect he'll play exactly the same. And it's you know I've, I've sort of said that. Um, in those other games against City and Liverpool, that you treat as a bit of a free hit, maybe go for them. I sort of changed my view a little bit on that now after those games and thought that even though they lost them, that maybe they, they did approach it in the right way and, and try and grind out a result, particularly when you see what City did to Leeds 7-0 the other day as well. Yeah, so yeah. Um, I, I sort of changed my mind a little bit on that. However, I then almost change again, looking at Chelsea. I think they're for the most part, Chelsea have been very good defensively. Um, but haven't scored as many goals as the, as the other two. Um, and I think that you can get at them a bit more. Um, certainly have more of the ball. Uh, so And particularly at home as well. Um, so I think we should be a bit more positive. But of course be very wary. You know, um, For all their, as I mentioned, their COVID issues. They've got Werner, uh, Lukaku, Hudson-Odoi all out. Chilwell... Covid as well, but you already had a knee injury, so he's out anyway. But still, you know, a good player for them that's missing. Um, Kai Havertz potentially missing, depending on his his test result. Um, they've got a slight bit of good news that Kovacic will be back uh, from isolation today. So depending on how much training he gets, he'll most likely be in the squad. Um, so yeah, it's uh, 
their, their squad's definitely been depleted. But as you rightly say, you know they've got a very big squad, um, a lot of uh, a lot of very talented players. But then when you look at their forward options, um, and, and just to give an idea of the lineup they had against Everton the other night, their front three was Mount, Ziyech, and Pulisic. Um, and this is where an issue with letting the player like Tammy Abraham go is because you then look at their bench and they had no forward options on the bench bar Ross Barkley who's arguably a sort of attacking-minded midfielder, Saul Niguez, arguably an attacking-minded midfielder. Other than that, they had no other attacking options on the bench and they're not likely to have anyone else available for, for Wolves. So you'd imagine them three will start again unless they change the formation. However, they also played 90 minutes on Thursday, those three, so maybe one of them might need to come out. It's a good opportunity. So, so it is. Good it, opportunity, you know? Exactly. I think they, they are struggling going forward. Now, look, Mount's in good form. He scored in each of his last four Premier League games. He's in good form. Ziyech is starting to pull together a few performances as well. Um, so it's not you know it's not going to be straightforward and easy, um, certainly with the, with the players they've still got. But I think they can be, I think they can be got at. I think with Wolves' defence doing so well, they can keep them quiet. The big one for me, Reese James on the right, for them have been superb. Again, got an assist last night. Um, but they started with Loftus-Cheek and Jorginho in midfield uh, and left Kante um, on the bench. It would be interesting if Kante comes in for uh, for one of those, whether Kovacic comes straight into the, the starting eleven. I think it's probably unlikely with him having isolated up until today. Um, Chalobah didn't didn't start, but Azpilicueta did, but Chalobah came on. Maybe Chalobah will start, you know... They've got options, but their back three, you know, has been very good. They started with Aspilicueta, Thiago Silva and Rudiger against Everton. I'm thinking Chalaba may come in for Aspilicueta, um, but otherwise you'd imagine Reese James and Alonso will probably both start. It's, again, the midfield, whether Kante comes in potentially. And then the front three, as I say, probably will be them three, unless they have to make a, a fitness change. But they don't have many options with, with the injuries, uh, sorry, the COVID um, issues they've got. So... As you rightly say, an opportunity for Wolves. Um, if they can get at them, get the ball down and play, they can they can cause some problems, I think. Uh, and they've been a little bit... Uh, they're off the ball at the moment. They're four points now adrift of, um, of, uh, of City. They've got 12 points in the last seven games. You know, they're, uh, they're, they're dropping more points than we probably expected after their good start. So they're, uh, they're in a bit of a, a rut, I think is probably the best way to put it. Wolves 2, Chelsea 2 is my prediction. Liam? For the shirt, oh, yeah, I, mean, I, I, no, I never win with with this prediction no, because if, if I someone a bit of a, a bit of a Christmas present, come on, because I never get it right, and even and, and then if I go for Wolves to lose, you have a go at me. But I'm going two one Chelsea. Two one Chelsea. Wow. Okay. I, I'm sorry, I've got to. Yeah, I, I think Wolves. I think Wolves can get at them, but I'm just going to go with my gut on this one and go with hopefully getting someone a shirt. Albeit it'd be nice if, it, if they didn't get the shirt and Wolves get a win. Well, I mean, I'd take that, mate. I'd take that now. Um, thank you very much. Apologies to everybody uh, for the for, for my terrible timekeeping, but so much to discuss this week, and I didn't want to sell anyone short. So an hour and a half podcast. Thank you very much if you listen to it. If you have, fair play. Make sure you retweet and um, spread the word, and, and we'll get we'll get that draw done as we do normally on Saturday Saturday morning, and we'll have a special um, little Christmassy episode next week, Liam. Before, before, before the big day. Um, started looking forward start, to it. Start, start making your lists now and um, we'll see what we can do but um, yeah hopefully we can be celebrating three points going into the Boxing Day clash with Watford and uh, from me from Liam have a great weekend take care bye bye